0: Everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table episode 42. He's the inspiration for Wild E. Coyote.
1: Brought to you by Agme.
0: Recorded December 13th, 2012. From your friends at the Element Opie Network. ElementOpie.com. The Periodic Table episode number 42. And I have a special treat for you tonight for our uh, Element discussion of the week. I have a, uh, a talented um, British female voiceover artist who's going to tell you all about molybdenum. Molybdenum.
2: Molybdenum, element 42, is a silvery white hard D-block metal. Scheele discovered it in 1778. It was often confused with graphite and lead ore. Molybdenum is used in alloys, electrodes, and catalysts. The World War II German artillery piece called Big Bertha contains molybdenum as an essential component of its steel.
0: So there you go.
1: Wasn't that Thanks, cool? Random British woman.
0: <laughs>
2: that's that a, was awesome. Yeah, that's it. Big a, Bertha was a, a history-making artillery piece in World War II. So, all you history geeks out there should appreciate that.
0: That was a close personal friend of mine uh, who goes by the name of Random British Chick. Um. No, actually, I, I just discovered tonight. I've I've been stealing the um, uh, trivia there about elements from uh, the website webelements.com, dot com, and I just just now tonight. I mean, we've done this forty times. Well, not, we didn't do it from the beginning, but we've done this a number of times. And I just saw that there was a little play button there, where this woman with a better voice than me can can do that. And so, I threw that in there because really. What American man doesn't want to hear a British woman say, Hod? You know, it's just, there's just something appealing about that. Definitely. <laughs> I just took Malibdenum. it off the rails already. Molybdenum. 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 It's a silvery white. So, welcome everybody to the show. Um, whoop, whoop. I made it. Yes. And Despite that i of being weekly challenged. Yes, the uh, the interrupter in chief is here, and he almost wasn't here. I texted him about uh, five, after. No, five minutes after we were supposed to do the show and said, you're going to make it? And he went, oh, it is Thursday, isn't it?
1: I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, know when, that the word molybdenum, molybdenum is from the Neo Latin, which comes from the ancient Greek. It actually means lead because oh, yeah. it was often confused with lead.
0: See, when you're rich and famous like the former fat guy is, you don't have to work. And so you just sit around all day and uh, chill acts. And uh, it's exactly. hard to keep up with the with the dates. When You when know, I missed
1: all hours. of 2011. <laughs> just out by the pool.
0: And uh, also with
2: us here Were you night. chilling out, relaxing, shooting some <laughs> beatball outside of, <laughs> of
0: the pool? Yeah
1: yeah the only reason i ever came in was because some some tough guys came into the neighborhood (laughs) up to no good
0: and that uh rap master g you just heard there is mr seth gooey kid anderson back with us again on the phone our foreign correspondent uh coming in via satellite from tel aviv hiya seth
2: hello mark and welcome 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 i guess welcome myself and everyone else who joined in (laughs) well just
1: (laughs) to make it just to make it more official, Seth, we need you to pause two seconds before you answer any <laughs>
0: questions. <laughs> yeah, Seth lives out there. Well, let's see. You go to the middle of nowhere, and you turn left, and go 10 more miles, and you're at Seth's house. So um he doesn't have broadband. He has a rubber band. Uh So he's joining us by way of good old-fashioned Ma Bell telephone tonight, and... uh and so we don't have any video of him, but I wish we did because you should see the way he's he's holding the he he doesn't have yeah. one of them fancy um, hands free headsets so he had to he had to a uh, southern engineer something.
2: Yes, I made a I made a kit that any redneck would be proud to call their own. So <laughs> I I am I'm trying to download some software to take a picture of it. And so, by next week's episode, I might have it downloaded.
0: (laughs) But uh, we're glad to have you here, man. Uh, Your uh, insight is always worthwhile. So, before we go on uh, to any news topics, I'm going to rant because it's my show and I can do that. Um, I moved out of Texas. uh, Well, I moved out six months ago. My family moved out uh, four months ago. My house has been empty for four months. And every month... Uh, I get um, a bill bill from the uh, local city municipality for my water services. And we had some guys there doing some work uh, for a while, uh, so I thought maybe they were using some water. And then uh, then we actually found that we had a broken pipe yeah, that had been leaking, so you know, I thought that had been used. But for the last couple of months now, I am certain nobody's been in that house. Sadly, not even a realtor to show it. I would like for somebody to be in the house in that regard. But uh, for the second week in a row today, I got a bill from uh, the the city there who shall remain nameless. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know. Um, for zero gallons, the usage showed zero gallons, and the amount due forty one dollars and fifty one cents. So, I, I I was like, I called him up and said, "All right, explain this to me here." Zero zero gallons forty dollars for the bill and i said well there's uh there's garbage on that too you haven't picked up any garbage in six months and you're still charging me for that well there's a uh a demand fee my demand has been zero you can see it right there on the meter the price my demand has been zero um and she said well you know your usage has been zero you still have a meter there (laughs) I said, okay, let me, let me get this straight. I have used zero gallons of water and the only service you've provided to me is to send me a postcard with a letter on it that says I owe you $40 and nobody sees a problem with this.
1: What you paid for was a guy to go by there and look at your meter and see that you hadn't spent any money. Yeah, exactly. You paid Jimmy Joe Jim Bob $43 to drive by your house, open a little thing in the ground and go, nope, no
0: change. Yep. And so she said, well, uh, we could always disconnect you, You know, cut off your service, then it won't cost anything. But insurance agencies like you to have water, and when people are when you're trying to sell a house, People want to test the showers and the sinks and make stuff where it just, it makes it more sellable if there's water there. So I, I can't, I'm, I'm not willing to do that. You know, I don't want to cut off the water, but I just think it's ridiculous that for no money, they have provided me no service, no suit, not one drop of water has gone down the, the, the sewage line. Nothing has come out of the sink, nothing, zero gallons used.
1: You need to find you some guy that's, that's unemployed and just needs a job, pay him Five bucks an hour or ten bucks an hour, go over there and have him fill one gallon water jugs up to the minimum that you automatically, you know, you get like your 2,000 gallons free or, you know, for up to $2,000, you have a standard fee. And then above that, you start paying per gallon. Usually it's how those things work. Have him go over and just fill up 2,000 gallons of water
2: <laughs> and then can sell it.
1: Right up to the, te- right, not over the threshold where you have to pay extra. But that way you get your $43 worth. Right. <laughs> you can sell those gallons of water for 50 cents in the corner.
0: Yeah, tell him and, to go water some flowers or something. Yeah, you could do that. Seth now, could do that. Seth could drive by there and do that. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if next if I did that, call my neighbor up, because I've got a neighbor with a key, and say, hey, just go run some water, a gallon worth. So next month, I would see a bill for one gallon juice for $75. Right. Is the way that would work. Yeah. Probably. Uh, it's always been, I've paid more water for water there ever and i never really understood why now i know you you pay forty dollars just to get a bill
1: yeah so anyway Mark, okay. I, I don't know if you see that in the notes There, i sent you a picture if you want to have, if you want a picture for seth to throw up on the screen i emailed it to you all right before we get too far into the show
0: well i've got a picture of him no, I, I, I think answered. you'll like my picture better okay i will uh i will consider that as we go um any, you guys have any rants you would like to do before before we move on to the uh, stories of the week? Well, this well, isn't really a rant.
1: This is a yay me. Um, Mark was joking about me being able to you know not never you know sit around at work because I'm, I actually took tomorrow off. I have a day of PTO scheduled tomorrow because tomorrow is the premiere of the movie The Hobbit, and so. No. I like my wife and I. Um, we don't go to the movies very often because it's expensive, and usually, if it's a good movie and it's a new movie, it's crowded, and you have to get the babysitter. So, for what we do, we've done this a couple times. We we did it with the Avengers. We did it another time before that. I can't remember what it was. The one before, maybe one of the X Men movies. I'll take a day of PTO, and we'll just have a date day. Take Nathaniel, and my son, to school, drop him off, and then uh, tomorrow we're going to go for a run. Come home, clean up, go to the movie. Uh, probably grab some lunch in the way because we're going to the eleven thirty movie so it shouldn't be crowded at all and just enjoy a date day tomorrow. Um so that's what I'm doing. And I'm very now excited about
0: that. You're you're a true geek when you take a day off for the Hobbit. Well it's just well, the,
2: y'all remember Byron, right? He's actually going to the midnight showing.
1: So yeah. I saw Return of the King at the midnight showing. Um but that's back when I was younger and my job was not quite as important and I could come to work the next day and just kind of sit around. (laughs) So yeah, I I took a, I took a day at PTO, but it's, it's just as much actually the, the, just the date day. We, I do that periodically anyway. We'll just take the day off while my son's in school and we'll go around and um, about two months ago, we did that and we went to a, we took the day and went to a museum and just kind of hung out and had lunch and it was nice.
0: PTO is corporate speak for paid time off. If you didn't know that, by the way. All right, so uh, moving right on to uh, the, we've got several <laughs> weird stories this week, some some better than others, uh, but this first one reminded me of that classic American uh, masterpiece, Robin Hood, starring Kevin Costner and uh-huh. Morgan Freeman. And there's a scene in there where uh, Alan Reichman, is that his name? Alan, what's the bad Rickman. guy? Rickman. Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Uh, says, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. And his dim witted sidekick says, But why a spoon, cousin? Well, apparently, um our friends there in Vero Beach, Florida, have seen that movie and understand the uh the fear, the the power, the uh fear inducing uh power of the spoon. And <laughs> a woman uh by the name of uh Joel Shimrice. Wow. Shimrice. Reif, that works. Joel Shimrice. Um, uh, a 35-year-old, uh, got into an argument with her boyfriend and decided that the uh, best way to uh punctuate her argument was oh. with a spoon. Now, this article is from our our good friend will greenlee who we we pretty much we really just need to make him a co-host of the show we we've actually right, contacted yeah. him about that um because he's we use his stuff all the time um and and the the article is you know fairly straightforward <laughs> uh, woman gets in a fight uh, beats oh. her boyfriend with a spoon police come you know that's uh, that's not terrible but here's uh, here's what i like about it is the way he describes it Uh, During the course of the argument, Joelle, uh, enraged over her boyfriend's dissemination of her private information, began yelling and screaming at him, a report states. She also started throwing food and other things around the kitchen, arming herself with, quote, a large ladle-type metal kitchen spoon, the boyfriend told investigators. Shyamriff then attacked and hit her boyfriend with the spoon, the boyfriend said. A spoon is a utensil featuring a diminutive bowl affixed to a longer handle, Spoons facilitate the consumption of liquids such as soup, broth, consomme, and vichy According to Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Spoons, typically found in the company of knives and forks, are not often used as offensive weapons, but they can be employed as musical instruments.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not stab man. I'm not knifey boy. I'm the Blue Raja.
0: <laughs> I know it's not blue, but if you know the history, it really fits quite nicely. Makes, it makes, makes sense.
2: Yeah, so just because someone wants to spoon you doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. So uh, she went to jail. Uh, my Again, the last line of the article is often the best. On the way to jail, Scheimer said she didn't hurt her husband, her boyfriend, quote, that bad. So the incident wasn't domestic violence. <laughs> so if you don't hurt him that bad, it's not domestic violence.
1: Well, there's there's a threshold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, you know, if she had used a fork, we'd be having an entirely different conversation. Yeah, or a knife. So, uh, anybody a fan of uh, breakfast cereals with a prize inside, you know, when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Do they I still do it. that? I don't think they still do that
1: anymore. I, I haven't had a cereal with a prize inside in a while.
0: Yeah, when I was... Yeah, not uh, in a while. When I was a kid, we had a uh, box of Captain Crunch that had one of those baking soda-powered submarines. Goes up and down. My favorite mm-hmm. thing ever. Um, but uh, apparently, um, here in my own new adopted home state of Georgia, Lawrenceville, Georgia, southern part of the state, uh, a woman claims to have uh, gone through the McDonald's drive through and ordered her child a um, breakfast burrito by the way don't they're just terrible even in the best scenario and found a prize inside all right the prize in fact was a nose ring which Yeah.
1: <clears throat> do you think this is a uh, this is a um, strange brew incident
0: well you know there's there's so many questions that brings to my mind is how did how did the nose ring get there was 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 it a particularly powerful sneeze and if so what other matter was transported by the sneeze along with the ring that that frightens me
2: yeah i don't i don't buy this story at all because i mean that mix comes frozen and you just put it on a burrito you wrap the burrito up and you stick it in mcdonald's industrial strength microwave convection oven and uh is that
0: is that how it happens seth seth used to be a high up employee uh in the the leadership ranks of McDonald's is that how? They, I thought the whole thing was frozen and you just nuked it.
2: No, it is just um, it, it's no. You put the um, stuff in there and then you wrap it up and then you stick it in their little. And I still don't know what the thing is, but it could like it. You could like cook a turkey in two seconds in those ovens. So you know, you just put it in there and you do it. So I don't see how. I just don't believe it. Well, well you know
1: that, that's why I say if you haven't seen the movie Strange Brew. When I say, is this a strange brew mo- moment? And that movie, it's Bob and Doug McKenzie. I can't remember. It's Rick Moranis and the other guy, whose name I can never remember. It's the other Mike Myers, I think, is his name. Can- Canadians um, back in the eighties, and they uh, and they did these these two Canadian guys. You know, take off, eh? No, you hoser. and back and forth like that. Uh, you know, kind of a, a proto proto um, proto Wayne's World type skit thing they did. And they made a movie from the skit. And in the movie, they had this genius idea, and they put a mouse in a beer bottle and fed it.
0: <laughs> and oh
1: yeah, it yeah, I remember. Here and then know. they took, we're going to take this beer bottle down to the brewery, eh? And we're going to get a lifetime supply of beer. We're going to sue them, you know. And that's the kind of thing. Do you know? Do you, do you think the? Do you think the nose ring is a plant? Is what I'm trying to say, people.
0: Well, actually, if you look at the picture, it looks like maybe the nose ring was actually embedded in the tortilla. So right. that still makes it plausible, Seth. So they just grabbed it's a, a tortilla part. that had uh a nose ring in it and put some of their crappy egg type mixture in it and nuked it. Um I,
2: I mean it's possible that it could have fallen off of his nose while he was scooping the burrito mix and taking a tortilla out of a plastic bag and dumping it in there. But, but you know I mean it's
1: gone crazy in the microwave though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I You would think. I, you yeah. would think. But, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, people tried to do something similar with Wendy's where they put like somebody's finger or something in stew and then it later turned out to be, they admitted that it was a hoax. Um, I kind of think that's what this is.
0: But uh, one of my favorite, again, there's always one line that gets you. She says, uh, quote, I'm going to stay away from McDonald's for a little while. (laughs) I'm not ruling it out. I mean, I got to have my fries. But for the next couple of days, I'm going to lay off the McDonald's.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is not a bad idea anyway. You got to take a break from McDonald's every once in a while. Absence makes the makes the heart grow fonder. So <sighs> that guy's probably very fond of his missing nose ring now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I you know I just to, can a nose ring just fall out. I don't have any experience with this sort of thing, but it, it seems to me that it would be a um a very noticeable event for a nose ring to become dislodged.
1: Yeah, I I, I can't imagine it just falling out and not, yeah. somebody not noticing, which is the other reason that I suspect that it was a plant.
0: Yeah.
2: I can't imagine it being within health regulations to, to wear, wear a nose one. ring
0: yeah.
2: in a food preparation area.
0: Uh, and then to follow the bizarre with the even more bizarre, this next story, I couldn't even come up with a title. It was just... He couldn't
1: folks it's, it says question mark question mark question mark in the show notes. Yeah, it
0: was it's, it's one of those where you read it and it's like who how what what uh, again from our friend Will Greenley. Uh so this is uh, so he, he by the way he only writes about Florida. So uh this is where we get a lot of our good Florida news. This is in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Um and this is this is difficult to even attempt to um to summarize. So I think yeah, I'm just going to read Excerpts from the article. Um, Police around 3.30 and 8 8 a.m. showed up after a naked man apparently knocked on a neighbor's door and asked him to call the police. Police found the naked man uh, walking in the home and a woman... Excuse me. uh, um, Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's hard to read. Uh, A woman without pants stood by the door and a second woman without pants was in a car. So the 40-year-old woman in the car had a single shoe on, and her other shoe was in the grass. Uh, she was covered with vomit and blood. Um, and she gave an account, first saying that she'd had a few dr- br- drinks at a bar and, quote, did acid and stuff. When asked if she had taken any other drugs, she stated, oh, I smoke marijuana just about every day. So clearly these are high-class individuals. Uh, next, she began to speak about how everyone was drunk and then started making incoherent and absurd statements. See, that's what I think is great. She just then started making absurd statements. Uh, I think we had passed absurd already. Um, that did, the statements didn't coincide with the questions she'd been asked. Meanwhile, the 46-year-old woman in the house smelled of booze, said she'd met the 43-year-old woman at a bar, had two glasses of wine, then they met the naked man and offered to take him home. No indication of whether or not he was naked at the time they offered to take
1: him home. Can I read the next line, Mark? Please do. The 40 scale woman didn't know where her pants were or how they'd come off.
0: <laughs> One leg at a time, I'm
1: assuming. Well, another, the next paragraph is funny, too. The naked man, who also smelled of alcohol, said he'd had ongoing plutonic sexual relationships. <laughs> yes not platonic, but plutonic sexual relationships with the 40th serious woman. He said there was no romantic relationship and he only meets her for intercourse. Okay, that makes a big difference. <laughs> he said he didn't know the other woman.
0: Yeah, don't know where he came from um, and I don't know how she got there without any pants, but he thinks she's the devil and he's not sure that anything that's happening is actually real at this point. Uh, oh, you,
2: oh, you got to let me read this. Please. He denied taking narcotics that night. But noted, his drugs of choice are cocaine and <laughs> marijuana.
1: Well, and then the best part is the last paragraph. She was getting sober, the one the the forty three year old woman, and said that she and the naked man took acid and smoked marijuana before having sex. she She said he, quote unquote, unknowingly got violent and started striking her. She then said she wasn't sure about being hit, saying she fell down a lot at his house
0: <laughs> Well, she does do marijuana every day. And she falls down. I just, you know, every time I go to his house, I find myself falling down.
2: What so you, she needs to do is get a spoon and get after it.
0: <laughs> Show title. Get a spoon and get after it. So you can see why I had a hard time coming up with a title for that one. Other than just weird people in Florida. You muted yourself, Aaron. Get a spoon. Get a spoon. Ah. Uh, all right, so the, this next one I'm calling location, location, location. Now, they say in real estate, there are only three things that are important. Location, location, location. The same is true in advertising. It's, it's important that you get your message out to the right audience at the right time. That's why advertisers pay big bucks for your, for your information, why there's uh, all sorts of privacy scares about advertisers trying to collect information. Uh, well, a uh, Dutch company adver- advertising um, their uh, legal House of Prostitution put up a billboard of a uh, scantily clad woman peeling off her thong with the website uh, lust24.ch and uh, something written in Dutch that I, I can't read. So clearly, this is a, this is an ad that's going to get, you know, the type of man who would be interesting interested in uh, uh, procuring a prostitute would... would uh, pay attention to this sign this uh rather voluptuous uh woman's behind uh peeling off her own panties the trouble is they put it up right across the street from an elementary school oops
1: there are geniuses like that
0: the uh ad agency says we put the uh billboard on private land and had no idea there was a school next door because apparently the whole time they were standing there putting the billboard up nobody looked across the street And said, "Are those little kids?" The the well, you know, they might have done it on the
2: weekend when school wasn't in session. That's what
1: it is. Well, the sad part about it is that, excuse me, is that when they put a billboard up like that, I guess my point is the very need to advertise for a porn site. At all is just silly. When if you try, if you don't even try, half the time you're bombarded with the stuff.
0: Well, this isn't porn. This is a prostitution.
2: Site.
1: Oh, well, that's the whole difference. Then that's yeah. That makes total sense then.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you
2: want them to come <laughs> to your prostitution house and not your competitor's a, prostitution house. You know, so less twenty five would have been making a killing until they put this billboard out
0: so i'm less, I'm guessing that the uh the the writing there in Dutch says for a good time call Wanda uh I'm hmm. not sure, but uh
2: Schweizer uh, erotic <laughs> so uh, I have no idea what it is
0: du hast den stecker wir de dos i don't, you I got got a, don't you know. you got a knee you got an itch
1: we can tickle it I bet you something like that. <laughs>
0: All right. The uh the purveyors of prostitution have had enough attention. Free now.
1: Yeah, advertisement, exactly.
0: So uh moving on to uh things that don't quite go together. Um how about a newspaper ad um asking if you're interested in pubic charter schools? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> the the impotence of proofreading. <laughs> um In uh, Seattle, Washington, a uh, a a company ran an ad uh, asking if said, "Are you interested in pubic charter schools?" Um, And then an ad was, of course, about um, public charter schools. uh, But it was in the in the Tribune. What's 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 great about this is the people who placed the ad didn't notice it. The newspaper people who printed the ad didn't notice it. The people who circulated the ad didn't notice it nobody at any point said does that say what i think it says pay attention people
1: <laughs> well i've told the story before i, I think i have mentioned it just even recently mark i don't know if you were around when i was talking about it but uh, at a place that i worked previously i was going through some old floppy disks you know make sure there's nothing that needed to be kept on them before i just des- destroyed them and i found some print ads that somebody had mocked up and one of the services we provided, because it was a dermatology practice, was microdermabrasion, which is where they use a little, basically like a little sandblaster wand. You know, it's got a little, right. it blows a little microscopic, tiny little sands of grains of sand, and it takes off your dry skin and refreshes your face. And the copy ad, you know, ad copy was all about microdermabrasion, blah 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 blah. And the very last sentence says, microdermabrasion, it'll take years off your life. <laughs>
0: I think he made um, appearance there on that yeah. one. just maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now with extra formaldehyde. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, yeah, you know people. Uh, we all know them. Most of them hang out on Facebook. Uh, people who um, never realize that the single common denominator in all of their drama in their life is them right hey
2: i'm on facebook a lot
0: <laughs> yeah so you know they're everybody's doing them wrong you know they they can't get in the man's trying to keep them and nobody ever bothers to to say you know maybe the common denominator is me so people have a a, a bit of blinders about that and yeah. um it I seems
1: to tell this i told a kid one time who kept saying you know i keep having problems here so i went on this trip and i had problems there and i said everywhere you go there you are
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: You figured out the common denominator. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead.
0: Well, a fellow by the name of um, Larry Greenfield seems to have these sort of blinders on. And, and it's easy to understand because Larry Greenfield is stinking rich. He's a Wall Street um, type tycoon guy who's made millions of dollars and uh, decided a few years ago that he wanted to um, find the perfect woman. And he had money and he thought, you know, a rich dude should be able to get a perfect woman. Yeah. So he began uh contracting matchmakers. Uh there these are these are real people um that uh, go around uh finding matches for people. It says in the last twelve years he spent sixty five thousand dollars on matchmakers and has been at over two hundred and fifty blind dates. But nothing ever quite works for him.
2: Man, he could have bought a Russian bride cheaper than that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Lithuanians, there's a sale on those this week. Um, Yeah. One
1: of his former matchmakers says his problem is he's a six and he wants tens.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You only get a a three bump for your money. So he's only up to a nine with his millions. And if he was a seven and he was rich, he'd be okay because that's a 10.
0: Yeah. So really what he needs to do is learn to play guitar because some of the ugliest men in the world get the hottest chicks if they can play guitar.
1: Yeah. Playing the guitar well is a is a five bump. There's been yeah. studies done.
0: So if you're you're he's already rich, so he could take that sixty five thousand dollars and buy guitar lessons, and then Tawny Katane would be crawling over the hood of his car. Right. Um so I'm not gonna spend too much more time on Mr. Larry Greenfield. Clearly the issue is the guy has issues. Um
1: well, it's very easy, Mark. All he wants, he's 47, and all he's asking is for a 30-something woman who's slim, Jewish, funny, and isn't interested in a career, and lives in New York, and thinks he's perfect. That's it. That's all he's looking for. Is that too much to ask?
0: And his uh, former matchmaker, who dumped him as a client, says he he would keep coming back with these niggling little things. It reminded me of Seinfeld. She's a bit of a close talker. A bit of a close talker. Right. She's got man hands. Yeah. The big face girl. Yeah, so um, he kept finding little things wrong with her, but- when you're that kind of rich, uh, people step up, and so he's already got another matchmaker looking to, uh, to hook him up with just the right girl. Uh, Janice Spindle of Serious Matchmaking says, quote, Men are picky. It's in their DNA. They want the four Bs, beauty, brains, body, and balance. Larry wants a normal girl who's in her 30s who wants to be his wife, who will be a sweet and loving wife and mom. I told him I will not take money from him until I have her. Who knows? Maybe the 251st time is a charm.
2: Telling you, you could buy a foreign bride a lot cheaper. (laughs) So
1: yeah, We just had to renew our benefits at work, and I told my wife that I made sure I had just enough money on life insurance on her so if something happened to her, I could afford to buy a Russian bride. (laughs) She didn't find it as funny as I did, but she found it fairly funny
0: yeah a friend of mine once was was talking about that you know they say uh, you need to get like 10 plus years of of insurance so that when you die he said no no i have three years of my annual salary on life insurance and if my wife can't find another man in three years she doesn't deserve to be taken care of
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty harsh
0: <laughs> so she's got she's got a ticking clock if he ever dies uh so speaking of uh crazy soccer fans We were, right? Talking about that. Um, (laughs) Sometimes there's not a soccer game on. And you just need to riot. So what do you do? Well, you go to a Turkish wheelchair basketball game instead. Uh, Recently, (laughs) in uh, uh, a wheelchair uh, basketball, amputees and uh, paraplegics playing wheelchair basketball um, at uh, apparently this large... uh, tournament level, it was a big deal, it in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cracking myself up. It says, uh, police in Turkey have arrested at least 10 rival soccer fans from two of Istanbul's biggest teams. So again, not a soccer game. There wasn't any soccer on. So they just thought, we'll go have a riot at a wheelchair game. And the pictures show... Guys with busted wheelchairs and, and, and uh, wheels like laying, it's just like carnage on the floor. Uh, it doesn't really go into detail on what was going on, but basically they didn't like what they saw, or maybe they did like what they saw. It doesn't seem to matter for soccer hooligans. They will riot for any reasons. Uh, and these games, these people are, have known to be troublemakers and they're not allowed to go to soccer games anymore, but doesn't say anything about wheelchair basketball. <laughs> we have a we have a translation on the dutch um poster board you have the plug we have the socket wah, wah. <laughs> that's what the billboard says wow i kind of wish i didn't know that That <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite wasn't
1: quite as electric as they hoped it
0: to be yeah uh, but i'm bum so uh by the way the uh the game was suspended at uh, 3126 with 6 minutes to go from the end of the second quarter i love how they always have to put the score in when they talk about these these soccer games it's just
1: crazy through. that that these these supporters of these uh, clubs are so crazy that they're not even allowed to attend away games in right. soccer or basketball however they can meet at other sporting events to have their carnage <laughs> Such as wheelchair basketball. Right, that's
0: crazy. I mean, how hard up do you have to be? I mean, what, what is this like the what is it the the Jets and the Sharks? You know, yeah. they just it doesn't matter where they are, they're gonna rumble.
1: We're gonna rumble. And you're a Turk, you're a Turk all the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just did lose fifty man points for knowing about the Jets and the Sharks. And uh, and what do you do when you're a soccer hooligan and there's no soccer and you can't even find a wheelchair basketball game? Well, clearly, you go to the Ukrainian parliament, and you have a brawl there. For the second day in a row this week, members of parliament in the Ukrainian uh, legal body have broken out into fisticuffs, a mass mob of balding middle-aged men punching each other out. That looks like Freddie Mercury getting choked during that first picture. (laughs) Freddie Mercury's back! Oh, it says uh, among other things, Eric says Ukraine's parliament has seen several physical confrontations in recent years uh, among uh, opposition and pro-government camps. They so, must
2: all believe they were born to be kings.
0: Oh, princes of the universe! They are. I don't even know how to follow that up. So just uh, you know, go to the go to the the website. Look at the links, just the pictures. It's you don't even need an article. I mean, this yeah. dude is like he's it, got a, a half Nelson on him, and he, he's he's like like Google, got drool coming out of the corner of his mouth. This is serious stuff. Um, I, I'm reminded of uh, in the old days of, of British Parliament, uh, where this sort of thing was was fairly common in the, in the House of Commons. They the the old expression toe the line" you may have heard actually comes from that, where there was a line drawn on the floor, and you weren't allowed to step over it. Because if you stepped over it, you were within sword range of the guy next door. And they were apparently had reason to believe that you might use it. So a bit of. English I'm going for
2: the there. guy with the handlebar mustache.
0: Yes, because men with handles, handlebar mustaches are to be feared.
2: They are. They don't come in handy except, you know, when you're in a bare knuckles fist to cuff.
0: <laughs> or what was that beer commercial? That uh, special beer that is only useful in with snakeskin jackets and bear uh, knuckle boxing matches i,
2: I, oh, I can't the remember the, the uh, handlebar beer, mustache, but i remember the uh, uh mustache
0: oh um let's see here it's uh, it, it boxing you you brought it right in here perfect transition um this uh we we go back across the uh the great divide into Europe once more and this is a story that you know i i couldn't verify was true. Frankly, I couldn't find. Everybody's quoting the same source, uh, but it was even on UPI, United Press International. International, so I, I kind of thought that uh, uh, you know maybe they had vetted the story. I don't know, but uh, a Polish man by the name of Thomas Pazurwitski, um, 32 years old from Elbag, Poland, uh, was determined determined to show his wife Lila that he was as good around the home as she is. He said, quote, I decided to do the ironing while she was out at work just to prove a point. Women are always going on about multitasking. So I set up the iron, opened a beer, and put boxing on the telly. Trouble was, I got so involved in boxing that I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing. So when my phone rang, I picked up the iron by mistake and pressed it to my ear. Ouch. But wow. but wait, there's more, as the people who uh, sell gins- Ginsu knives would say. Uh, Mr. Well, Pazowski added insult to injury when he sprinted to put cold water the, uh, on the burn and ran straight into the bathroom door. So he has a burn on his ear and a black eye, and he looks like he, quote, he says, I look like I've been in a boxing match instead of just watching one.
2: Somebody should have told him that's not what the movie Iron Man was really about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that scene came straight out of a, a, a Seinfeld episode or, or ben Stiller, a Ben Stiller movie. That's, like, that's yeah. right out of a Ben
0: Stiller movie. I, I was thinking he is the inspiration for Wile E. Coyote. Looney Tunes. Mel Blanc, when he wrote Looney Tunes, was looking into the future to this guy right here. Um, He says... Uh, <laughs> He says he'll make a uh, full recovery, but he's, quote, off housework for good. Honey, the last time I tried to iron, I got a third-degree burn and nearly put my eye out. Do you really want me to help you? you, know, you guys, he might
2: be on something. A little bit of pain to never be bothered with housework again. What guy wouldn't do that?
0: <laughs> it's a fair trade.
1: Have you yeah. guys ever uh, seen, they they called it at one point, the... the uh funniest 8 minutes of 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 of, of uh, sitcom television and it was the beginning of an episode of frasier where niles if you remember the show was the was the geeky brother played by uh that, that dude
0: david hayden pierce
1: david hayden pierce Thank you. i knew it was three names he must be a serial killer or a presidential assassin and uh <clears throat> and all i remember about he's he's like he's he's ironing or something and he like and this series of events keeps happening where he gets in this kind of this loop where he like he cuts himself and sees the blood and faints and then wakes up and sees the blood and faint and it's just like oh it's, it's just back and forth and it's totally silent it's just him at the house or like he burns himself and then cuts himself and then knocks himself out and then gets up and then trips over something and it's just one thing after another and it is such a hilarious comedic moment and I, I this little piece right here would just fit right in that whole him picking up and you know burning his ear and nice. running into the door as he went out it would fit right in that little uh segment
0: yes it would i just it's if he had been able to record that it just by say he'd been uh trying to prove the point to his his girlfriend and had the, yes. the videotape rolling the dude would be a bazillionaire by now
2: yes
1: that'd be awesome <laughs>
0: um Next.
1: How was that? Was uh, a good transition. No,
0: I was I should stop reading the chat room. They're still on the the translation of the the Dutch signs. So I, I need to just quit reading that. Um
2: Yeah, I googled the <laughs> translation. It really wasn't anything. So we'll let the chat room keep going cuz there's a much better.
0: <laughs> we, we need a, a native Dutch speaker. So uh you know, there it's it's been a big uh controversy recently about, you know, Um, taking the Christ out of Christmas. Christians always get up in arms about that. If you say happy holidays or if you write Merry Xmas. Um, And then there's the whole big thing about, you know, Jesus is not allowed in schools anymore. We can't pray. But how about, you ever heard of Jesus not being allowed at a British dart tournament? That's a (laughs) new one. That that one was news to me. Um, In Doncaster, England, during a uh, professional darts corporation uh, championship, Who knew there was such a thing? Um, uh, A fan by the name of Nathan Grindle, 33 years old, was, quote, escorted to another part of the venue to watch the match between Phil the Power Taylor and a Belgian opponent, Kim Hubrechts, when members of the 4,500-strong crowd at the Cash Converters Players Championship in Doncaster, England, began their chant. Their chant was, stand up if you love Jesus. So apparently this fellow looks like Jesus Mr. Nathan Grindall um I don't really know which Jesus that is I'm assuming it's the uh long brown hair blue-eyed Jesus that uh we're so uh fond of uh but uh <laughs> it he it was get it got so bad that uh he was disrupting the darts game so security came and surrounded him and escorted him to another part of the field. He said, quote, it was distressing, and I was emotionally distraught. The crowd were bullying me and picking on me. It would have been okay if security hadn't made a big fuss about getting me out. Uh, and he said, uh, if I ever see Jesus again, I'll crucify him myself. Wow. Ouch. Oh, actually, no, excuse me. That was Phil Taylor. That was the, uh, one of the, the dart guys said that. Uh, apparently he was upset about that. Uh, the uh, Kim Hubricks, uh, who lost the match, signed Grindel's program after the incident. "Quote to Jesus, hard luck, mate."
2: <laughs> oh wow! The p- I just found a picture of him online. <laughs> he does. I mean, he could give uh, Jim Kavizol. He'd make Jim Kavizol come in second. <laughs>
0: Well now I have to search for him and find something to put me too, no, oh, yeah, Thanks, yeah Sam. okay so he's uh long uh, uh long reddish brown beard uh long hair um i I don't know most people don't realize that Jesus was a jew and probably had very thick dark hair and probably dark like Mark skin Seinfeld. yeah yeah
2: well, but you know come on the stereotypical jesus figure you yeah. know i don't Y'all remember Russ, so,
0: <laughs> so it just, uh, it just, there was. It's funny uh, in so many ways that you know you have long hair and, and a beard, and people think you're Jesus. But 4,500 people pick up on this chant of "Stand up if you love Jesus." I, what are people thinking? These these are the same people who probably had just left the uh, brawl at the uh, wheelchair basketball match. They just right. have nothing better to
1: do. They, mo- they just moved the brawl down the street.
0: Right. They just go to various sporting events across Europe, causing trouble wherever they go.
2: They lost the elections for the Ukrainian parliament, and they were looking for trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, some people, you know, we, we talk about taking Christ out of Christmas. Uh, there's a lot of Grinches around, and apparently in Wichita, Kansas, Grinch wears a cop's uniform. A Kansas man by the name of David Hill of of Wichita uh, is the founder of a group called One Spark, which aims to feed and clothe homeless people. He spent 16 hours covering his truck in Christmas lights and hooking them to a generator in the bed of the truck. So he had this uh, ornately decorated truck, driving it down the street, and Police Lieutenant Joe Schroeder gave him a ticket for being a distraction. He said, quote, when you take your vehicle and cover it with that many lights, it's an issue of safety. You're going to get rubberneckers who are going to be staring at the vehicle. They're going to have a collision or rear in somebody because they're too busy looking at this car that's driving down the road.
2: They're not going to see the car because they're too busy texting. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is.
0: Or putting on makeup or eating uh, McDonald's burritos with nose rings in them.
2: Yeah. Right. Or shaving.
0: Yeah. Unless they look like Jesus and then they don't shave. So, uh, boo on you, Kansas Police. I'm a I'm a I'm a, a generally a stalwart defender of the police, but really, I think you you got a little carried away with this one. How big a distraction could it have been? Really, well, I mean, I guess you know it
2: depends on maybe how bright the lights were.
0: Now, I know I don't know about in uh, Kansas, but in Texas, there's there is a law that technically says there can be no red visible from the front of your vehicle that's reserved for emergency vehicles only red in the back yellow in the front um and you can't have uh any red visible from the front so you know th- maybe there's some sort of statute like that and you know he was technically breaking the law but uh, yeah i just think that's kind of dumb
1: take it a little over the top how about a warning how about a take your santa car and go home it's dangerous right I think.
0: Yeah, hey buddy, flip that generator off and let's do this later. No, we got a ticket for $274. I just don't think that's wow. right. Wichita, Kansas has Scrooge for a police officer. But when you ask the police, uh they often tell you uh, really uh, good safety tips. Things like uh, never leave your keys in the car, uh never, uh, you know... Leave your child unattended. How about uh, uh, be sure to lock your driveway before you leave it? No, you never heard that one. What? Okay. well, um, <laughs> In uh, Reddick, um, where was this? Was this? Ah, I've forgotten it. Florida. I'm pretty sure it was Florida. Reddick, Florida. Um, sheriff detectives are hoping the public can help them find a stolen driveway. Uh, The victim told Deputy Michelle Wright that she left her home in the 4400 block of Northwest 120th Street uh, around 7 a.m. And when she returned home at 6 p.m., she drove into the driveway. She, quote, felt a large bump. Then she got out of her vehicle and noticed that the 300-plus concrete pavers they used to make her driveway (laughs) were missing. Somebody had literally stolen her driveway while she was at work a witness told the de- deputy about seeing two men digging up the pavers but didn't uh, think the activity was suspicious because they had been having work done around the property the men are described as tall heavy-set black male in his 30s and a white male of small build who stood roughly five feet three inches tall driving an older model black pickup truck hauling a flatbed utility trailer with a driveway on it
2: I mean, you could oh. go with, the well, no, I don't want to say that, but
0: I. Well, you you started it. You got to finish it.
2: No, I, <laughs> uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Can't.
0: Okay. I've got to Google real quick where I'll call. Yeah, I was right. I'll call a Florida. So we've had three good Florida stories this week. We were slipping there for a while.
1: I wonder what the, the strangest thing ever stolen from a house is.
2: Besides the driveway, you know,
1: we, we had the story where everything was stolen from the house because they accidentally put in the Craigslist article that everything must go. Right. You know, we had the story now where they stole the driveway. I told the story before where we went on vacation and my dad had a '65 Mustang and it was parked in the driveway and my sister's boyfriend came to our house from we on vacation and stole the radiator out of the car in the driveway. Uh, I wonder if any, what other strange somebody ever stolen the windows out of a house or. You know, something like that. I'm sure.
0: You know, we like to pick on dumb criminals, and and there are no shortage of them. But criminals can also be quite resourceful. Uh, take, for example, the smugglers who uh, tried to get uh, drugs. I didn't didn't try. They succeeded in getting drugs out of Mexico into Arizona by launching them out of a cannon. Just out, uh, just over 30 cans of marijuana were shot into the Yuma, Arizona deserts. Uh, using cannons, Customs and Border Protection officials said Tuesday. <laughs> the suspicious cans were discovered near the Colorado River in Yuma. Uh, Border Patrol I- I agents said the discovery was, quote, another unique but unsuccessful attempt to smuggle drugs into the U.S. So I guess they launched them over the river, and then an accomplice was supposed to come meandering by out in the desert picking up ten cans, and clearly that's not going to rouse anybody's suspicions
1: wonder what the uh, the recycling you know payment out is on that <laughs> we well, take that down to the recycling place
0: the street value of the drugs is over forty thousand dollars
1: well i saw another article um while i was surfing around of a woman who tried to smuggle three pounds of cocaine uh, through the airport in her breasts nice she had breast implants that were filled with cocaine and they were suspicious when they saw the bloody gauze around her chest and I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know how they actually didn't read the article that far but I don't know how they finally figured out that there was cocaine in there and that she just hadn't had breast surgery or something but uh, it's it's crazy and that I mean it was I'll see if I can find the article real quick since it's related to what we're talking about but it's it's a thing where it wasn't enough money in my opinion to make it um it wasn't like it was like 10 million dollars worth of coke you know right. cocaine you know, I went, just put it
2: in the chat
1: the, room the, for you, Aaron. Yeah, I, I just found it at the same time. So it was uh, uh, It was in Spain. <clears throat> it was border police. wasn't even the airport. Arrested a Panamanian woman. No, okay, it was at the airport. For smuggling cocaine at the Barcelona airport, they found three pounds of cocaine in her breasts. So they came, became suspicious. Um.
0: After noticing fresh they, scars and bloodstained yeah, gauze on her blood-stained chest. Bloodstained gauze. The woman said she had recently had breast implant surgery, and the police were uh, suspicious and sent her to a local hospital where the implants were removed and found to be full of cocaine.
1: Well, this is crazy. It says, um, reportedly, the woman was patted down by a border agent who discovered bloody gauze. Pale patches discovered beneath her skin during a subsequent strip search were enough to convince authorities that she had not undergone recent surgery to enhance her bosom, but to hide drug. Huh that's crazy to think that it was that they figured it out that easy. I don't know. And that's so
0: deadly too. Cause if that, if that leaks and that cocaine gets into your system, you will die.
1: And here we go. The next to the last paragraph As always, it was not clear what profiling technique agents typically use to detect breast loads of cocaine <laughs> or whether authorities routinely inspect busty women for such narcotic implants. Well, I mean, my question is, I mean, where maybe you know this was not the United States, but in the United States, you would be hard pressed without overwhelming evidence and a court order to force someone to undergo a medical procedure to remove their implants to prove that they were
2: drugs.
0: Well, well you know, it not wouldn't even get that far. <laughs> not if they were terrorists. Not if they were terrorists. You yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even get that far. That. Uh, to essentially uh, to make a woman pull her top off and grope her, you know, at the airport is, is pretty significant to, you know, to yeah. have ever even gotten that far.
2: Well, all you have to do is show up with a camera that says girl's gone wild on the side and uh, <laughs> they'll just apparently rip their tops off for you.
0: Oh, okay. I don't even know how to follow that one up. Sex
2: so, <laughs> You could do it. Follow it up with a farmhand accused of engaging in a sex act with his miniature donkey. No, oh,
0: no, no okay. thank you. So, not so going
1: I, to do we that. Can, we can okay. edit that part out.
0: Uh, but we do. I I wish I could well, say I'm going to. I don't to, know if
1: this is much better. Yeah, but.
0: I wish I could say I was going to raise the level of the conversation, but I'm not. um <laughs> I put this in here really just for the they're visual upside
1: down hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: Upside down hard. You have to go to the to the uh, the website and and just look at the visual. A uh, um, a British charity uh, uh, called where is it the Orchid Cancer Society um, is selling what they're call calling baubles uh, created by Matt Robinson and Tom Wigglesworth. Um, in, in order to raise awareness of um, testicular, testicular cancer. cancer. And as you might imagine, the baubles are testicle-shaped Christmas ornaments. And they're actually rather lovely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the, the most sensitive way to describe it is an upside-down heart. You take a, a rather um, disproportionately round heart and turn it upside down, and you have a bauble. So if you want uh balls on your Christmas tree, um you can get them <laughs> there. Similar products
1: uh benefiting another UK cancer charity, every man are for sale in Etsy and have names such as Santa's Sack and Maybe It's <laughs> Cold Outside. <laughs> well, that's funny.
0: Oh, but you don't want that sack over the Santa's shoulder. That would hurt. Um says the first back, batch of ornaments sold out online at com within an hour of going live on December 10th.
1: I will say the live poll of whether or not you'd put this on your Christmas tree is winning only by a a slim margin, 55% to 45%. Yes, they would.
0: I would. I'd put them on. I would, too. Um, I'm I'm sure, I I don't know uh, about the rest of the world, but in the South, where I live and have grown up, it's not uncommon to see a pair of, of artificial testes hanging from the back of a trailer hitch of a pickup truck.
2: Right. or uh, take cars. their spare cars trailer
1: well. hitches yeah and put them in a bag and hang them underneath the trailer
0: yeah or you or know the, that, i mean they just have some you. that are you know just you know you to them say them i've here. got a you know you got a steel pair right well i right. They, they they you can buy them there so uh i would i would put those up in and and in honor of testicular cancer when my kids are a little older i don't think i would do it right now yeah right now well, he the race is one of the
1: greatest greek heroes ever testicles
0: testicles <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Uh, and that's it that's all i've got I, I really don't think we can follow ball-shaped christmas ornaments uh so there's there's really nothing more to do here but uh but to, but to call this one
1: um yeah any other death <laughs> <And 15. laughs>
0: any other comments uh you know intelligence or otherwise
2: Well, I say uh, this is much more exciting than watching the NFL Network's Thursday night game. They have the worst announcers ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're not so good at that. I will say that uh, we've managed to drive two-thirds of our live listening audience away in the last hour. We started out with three times as many people as have hung with us. So for those faithful few who stuck all the way to the uh, ballsy end, we salute you. Well, uh, the chat room hung
1: strong though. We haven't we haven't lost anybody out of the chat room.
0: Yeah. So thanks, chat room. So Aaron, if somebody wanted to contact you for any reason, how might they do that?
1: The simplest way to contact me is to go to one meal one workout dot com. That's the number one meal, the number one workout dot com.
0: And what you kind can- of content might they expect to find at one meal one workout dot com? What wonder is this place on the internet? Is
1: content about food and fitness, about trying to be healthy. I'm in week three of my 16-week training program for running the uh, Georgia Marathon. You can also find out how to sponsor me for that race and donate money to the American Cancer Society without having to hang red balls on your tree. Uh, And uh, I'd love to see you do that.
0: Seth, uh, how about yourself? Have you got any uh, uh, home online where people could find you?
2: Well, they can. they can shoot me an email if they want to at therealsethanderson at gmail.com um, or find me hanging around the op forums.
0: A lot of Seth Anderson imposters in the world, are there?
2: Yeah, well, there, are, there aren't any more because everyone knows the real Seth Anderson is at gmail.com. <laughs>
0: And if you want to talk to me, the best way to do that is go to elementop.com and use the contact us button at the top of the page. That will send me an email. If you'd like to be on this show in a very real way, you can use the leave us a voicemail widget um, or do something stupid in Florida or do something stupid in Florida and we will find you. Just smuggle some uh, um, cocaine through your Christmas ornaments shaped like testicles and uh, get in a fight. At a wheelchair basketball game, and we can guarantee with a spoon you'll be on the show. Um, so anyway, uh, leave use the leave us a voicemail widget. Uh, Google Voice will call you if you live within the continental North American region, um, that meaning the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and uh, you can leave us a voicemail. If you don't want to do that, you could actually just pull out your uh, audio recorder of choice and email me an audio an MP3 file, and I'll put that on the show. Uh, thanks for the those of you who sent. Um, news articles this week and we appreciate your uh, participation in the show in that way and uh, appreciate you listening to 41 and now 42 episodes of the show so uh, thanks for hanging with us and um, that's all I'm going to say so that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.